Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them the kinks keep coming as we are on another episode of Star Warrantine. That's right. Uh, we are sidetracking just for a moment before we get into the sequel trilogy. Uh, and we're going to check out what happened between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens in a little known Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. Yeah, a little indie, indie project. <laughs> You guys are full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this took much of the streaming world by storm when this came out. Oh, yeah. Uh, November 12th of last year, 2019. Had a budget total of $100 million, so it took about $10 million per episode to make this. Yeah, indie. Uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes still has this at 93%, IMDb wow. 8.7 out of 10, but Metacritic... 70? 70. Wow. It's got 70. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's got 70? 70 there. It's got 70 there. Uh, this was almost an instant hit with people once it came out. Oh, and yeah. every single episode was memeable immediately. <laughs> you could not escape those on the internet wherever yes. you went. More uh, specifically, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Oh, my God. Was almost a meme <laughs> troll at that point yeah. in time. Uh, has since maybe fallen off a little bit, but uh, that Mandalorian season two is coming up pretty soon, so it's we'll see. Is it really? Uh, fairly yeah. quickly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it's still this year. Yeah, it's they, yeah, out. they're still trying to aim for it being this year. Um, but yeah. So what? Uh, what happened in at least what we've seen from the first two episodes of the Mandalorian? Of the Mandalorian. Hot take havens. Oh boy. Um. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, this guy looks like Boba Fett. Yeah. Um is a bounty hunter and he is out collecting people collecting <laughs> bounties and freezing them and um, he has this ultimate one that he has to go collect and that's where he finds our baby Yoda I have spoken <laughs> very well done <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, what did you think of the tone of the show compared to what the movies we've seen so far? So, as you know, I have made a note um, <laughs> that I actually really loved the first impressions of this. Okay. So, first yeah. episode, first impressions. Yeah. Um, the First off, the CGI looked great compared to what we've been watching from 1979 yeah. and 1981. Uh -huh. um, and there's, it, it's super fun that they, like, combine like, CGI and puppetry. Too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's actually not a ton of CGI in this. Really? Some of the ships are. Yeah. But all of the um, backgrounds in this that you would assume are maybe shot on location or CG are not. They are actually an LED projection behind him, and it's all shot practically with him on a stage. Like, I just found that out. Jesus. Like, wow. it's a huge rig that even when they move the camera, the image will move so it never looks weird. But, like, if you watch the Corridor Digital channel, they went and visited this set. And, like, when he's down on, in the, like, the little cave areas in the second episode. Yeah. 
All of that's in front of an LED screen. What the fuck? Yeah, it's only got little practical, like, little stones that he can interact with, like, right there. But all of it behind him, all LED screens. Because I know Disney has, like, that... They're they're doing, like, that behind-the-scenes, like, show of Mm -hmm. The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. That makes me really want to watch that now. Yeah. So (laughs) far, I think this is the only show that ever has used it, because it's new tech or whatever. That's awesome. But it, it... it can be done just like that, and it's ready to go instead of having to spend, like, weeks CGing something. That's that is crazy. And if they wanted to, they can adjust it on the go. So if they want, like, a little cliffside to look different, they just go in, because it's all attached to, a, like, a laptop or whatever. Yeah. They'll just take it and, like, click and drag and expand the cliffside so it's bigger. What? In f- live. Fuck. Like, wow. I know. And you, it's seamless. <laughs> But anyway, my jaw's on the floor. Mo- oh. And then a ton of, like, I mean, there's some kind of janky CGI creatures in this, like the blurgs that they ride later on, like the big two-legged, oh yes, yeah, the tadpole-looking, yeah, the weird, the yeah. tadpole T-Rexes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're a little bit more janky com- if you're looking at them like from far away. But otherwise, yeah. almost everything else is practical in this. Yeah, like Nick Nolte troll. This is the first yeah. time that I've watched... Like, I think when we did the show, like, as a whole, when we reviewed it on here, I watched most of it on my phone because I had to, like, work around the fact that Molly lives with me and she yeah. wasn't a big fan of watching it. <laughs> yeah. So I actually watched these on, like, a big screen TV this time, and, like, he looked really good, like, on a huge screen. Yeah. yeah wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Rewind. Nick Nolte troll. Nick Nolte voices the the guy that I am spoken. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's Nick that's Nolte. That's Nick Nolte's voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's he's the Monopoly guy. <laughs> I am spoken. Looks like the Monopoly guy. Absolutely, he does not. No. <laughs> Go back and watch. I have it right He here. looks like he's more of a reject from Planet of the Apes. Monopoly guy. I, I don't have care spoken. what you have written on that paper. <laughs> yeah. I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> no. He is the Monopoly guy. Put out a poll right now. Is Nick Nolte in The Mandalorian Monopoly Man asks yes or no? Do it. Put it on right now. <laughs> because he is and we all know it. Yes. Now, you told me... Well, first off, I'll finish answering okay. your question. I love the humor. When they go to, like, the canteen at the bar, like, yeah. oh, my God. It's mm-hmm. such a different humor than what we just saw, like, in the, the original trilogy. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's refreshing. Like, it's yeah. super fun to watch. It hooked me in right away. Yeah. Now, you asked me to find Horatio Sands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is he the blue guy? He's the blue yeah. guy. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but I was like... I kind of think it might be him. <laughs> I love the blue guy. Also, Brian Pasein is the guy that rides the speeder. Okay! Who is the Three South guy. <laughs> First note, dude from Three South, the driver? <laughs> <laughs> I so, love it! For people that don't know, Hot Take Hay was obsessed with this old MTV show called Three South. <laughs> oh my god, That Brian Pasein did all the voices for. <laughs> and... <laughs> What's a butt for? <laughs> I don't know. For pooping. <laughs> God. That's the kind of humor you can find in 3South, everybody. 3South. <laughs> go check it out. 
I love that that's the only thing you know Brian Posehn from, <laughs> is Three South. It's my favorite! Well, speaking of, of revamped uh, MTV shows, you see that they're also revamping Clone High? Do you remember that? the hell that? is Clone High? You gotta be fucking kidding me. I know it's you know Clone High. not Three South, Troy. Anyway, whatever. More seasons of Three South. <laughs> that's what the people want. Man, I would I would agree that like the opening of this, I really liked the, the tone that it set. Yeah. That yeah. it's like, yeah, it's gonna be fun and playful a little bit, but I'm also gonna cut a guy in half of the door. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love like the, the whole first mission he does is is this kind of like a crash course of what the show's going to be. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if they would have do- dove right into like the main story, it would have been like, oh, what's this really gonna what be? What are we doing here? Altogether. Yeah. But with this, it's like here's like one really fast mission he can do, so he can show you. Like, all the levels they're willing to go to. Yeah, for sure. And I, it's not a tone that we've kind of seen yet. Like, maybe it's kind of like Rogue One, I guess, if we're comparing it to any movie that we've already seen. Yeah. Just in tone. Because it's a little bit more heavier than tone, I think, than the original trilogy. A bit. Maybe not so far off. Yeah. But it's definitely more, like, a little heavier than the, than the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Prequels are all over the place, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I love like the, the the Western aesthetic of this. Like, yeah. he feels like uh, like a cowboy, yeah. which I really like. Like instead of being the man with no name, he's like the man with no face. The man Delorean. <laughs> I don't know how crazy I am about his voice. Okay, his voice throws me off every time he talks. Like I don't know. I want it to be like more gruff or more. Okay. And that's a very, like, minute thing to uh-huh. pick on. I yeah. can see that, though. But it just throws me off every time. Because I'm like, oh, that, that that's how you talk? That's your voice? <laughs> okay. See, I like, I like Pedro Pascal, though, in this. I like it more than the voices that they changed in the subsequent, like, remasters of the movies for yeah. Boba Fett. To make him, like, more the guy that plays did Django Fett. Django Fett. <laughs> yeah. Because before... Like, we, well, you wouldn't have known Cole because you've only seen the remastered one so far, but he used to have a different voice. Yeah. Which kind of sounded a little bit more gruff. Yeah. And then they changed it to the guy who played Django Fett because he's supposed to be a clone in the remasters or whatever, so we went and redubbed all of his lines over. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Tell me more about Nick Nolte as a Monopoly guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Now, now, I've only watched up to episode two. Yeah. Do we see him anymore? Yeah, he comes yeah. back. He does. Yeah, you yeah. see him okay. again. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he just intrigues me. Like, he <laughs> is a weird character. Yeah, he's just like a weird farmer on this planet. Yeah. It yeah. just farms a bunch of weird T-Rex tadpoles. Blurgs. Oh, <laughs> weird. Um, I was a big fan of the shootout with the, the droid. Uh-huh. The droid bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. IG-11. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought voiced there was... by voiced by Taika Waititi. Who is that? Uh, he, he directed Thor Ragnarok. Oh, uh-huh. okay, all right. I Did like you ever movie. see What We Do in the Shadows, the movie? No, but I've heard that I need to. Yeah, he yeah. is in that movie as well yeah. with Jermaine Clement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love. I he's one of my favorite people in Hollywood right now. Is, <laughs> yeah. is Taika really? Waititi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he he's also directs an episode. I think the last episode of yep. The Mandalorian. Yeah. But no, um, I love that droid that he plays where 
<laughs> he just spends all. Should I self destruct now? No, don't self destruct. No. <laughs> yeah. I also love too because you see those kind of droids like kind of scattered throughout like Star Wars stuff. Yeah. And you're like, those look like the clunkiest fucking things ever. Yeah. And in this, he's just cleaning house. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's yeah. dangerous as shit. <laughs> yeah, he pulls everything out. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love it. Like, he's killing people the same way, like, an like an 80s printer prints things. That's a very odd analogy. Like, he's just, like, very mechanical, like, always going in different segments and shit. It works that he's just, like, a tube that can spin multiple parts. Yeah. Like, even when he's, like, talking to the Mandalorian, like, he has to, like, reposition himself so that he can actually walk properly towards him because he was, like, spinning in so many different circles killing people. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. So I had a question about this in the original trilogy, too, and it got brought up again in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Episode 2, we see, I think they're called the Jawas? Yeah. The yeah. Sand People? Yeah. Okay. What is their vehicle? What is their mode of transportation? <laughs> Yeah, this is, like, the first time they actually kind of, like, dive into that. Because you don't really see the inside of it that much in, like, the original trilogy. I don't think you see this the inside of it This time you kind of see it in... Well, you see it a little bit in... In A like, New Hope. You see a little bit of it, like, when um, C-3PO and R2-D2 get picked up. But you never really see, like, the cockpit of it. Yeah. This time I didn't... <laughs> I forgot that they actually have, like, a scene where, like, the Mandalorian sits in the cockpit of their fucking tank. <laughs> and it's so fucking small. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that. Like he's like crun like scrunched over, like riding with them to go get that fucking egg. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I always think too that like they have this big fucking tank, right? Yeah. And then they come out and there's these like little tiny little people. And there's <laughs> gotta be like um, it's like a a double decker bus RV for them, oh, right? Yeah. Like. It's just a, an insane size like, thing. Yeah, there's like 50 of those motherfuckers could fit in that goddamn thing. <laughs> no, they open up the windows like they're saying goodnight on the farm or something. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just yelling goodnight John Boy at the fucking yeah. Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene when he's just like chucking them out of that thing. And oh, just, yeah. Ah! Just grabs him by the head and fucking drags him out. <laughs> And then he gets he gets there with a fucking Nick Nolte troll, and he's like, "They don't like you." He's like, "Well, I disintegrate a couple." Of them. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about Baby Yoda? Because uh, I I love Baby Yoda, but it's just because he's so damn cute. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You'll be if you continue on with the show, I oh think you'll God. become an even bigger fan of him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's an ongoing gag with him where he keeps uh, unscrewing like a uh, like a round part to like one of like the the joysticks on his on his dashboard. It's like an ongoing thing. Like he always just fucking unscrews it and plays with it, and then he has to keep taking it from him and putting it back on. <laughs> yeah. That's and it's awesome. like that's such a fucking little kid thing to do, <laughs> and I'd love you even more for it. Yeah, because I do love like how the Mandalorian is this badass, right? Yeah. But then like he starts taking care of Baby Yoda, and like Baby Yoda falls out of his little like floating crib, his bassinet, and then the yeah. Mandalorian's like, now get back in there. Throws him right back in. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love that, too. I love when he actually interacts with them, because it's just, like, so noticeably, like, a stuffed animal. Sometimes, where it's just, like, this like little kind of CG thing, and he's, like, moving around and, like, trying to use the force on him, and he just picks him up, and he's, like, this, like, stiff yeah. little stuffed puppet. It's like the rubber baby from fucking American Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... 
the practical effects on that, like, I I don't care that it looks like that. It's tactile, yeah. you know? It's as, like, you can actually reach out and touch it. Yeah. If it was, like, a, a CG thing that picked up and it was kind of, like, lifeless. Oh, yeah, and you're just, like, seeing, like, so yeah. much more worse. Yeah, you can, like, just, like, seeing, like, his hands just being, like, what do I do? Do I just do... How far? <laughs> say yeah. when? Just like yeah. holding his arm. <laughs> yeah. But with this, like you could actually see him picking something up and putting it back in the fucking floating. That egg. Yeah, the floating <laughs> egg crib. Um. So I will say that I really enjoyed episode one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, really loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Started right in on episode two, and I got really freaking bored. Really. In episode two. During the whole Jawa scene. Okay. I It got so slow, and I'm trying to think if I watched this after Hamilton. Like, maybe I was already like, oh my god, I need to move my ass. Um, maybe not, though. I can't quite remember. But during episode two, I was like, ooh, I'm kind of wavering on this. Okay. I can kind of see that, because yeah. at this point now, he actually has Baby Yoda, and he's slowing down a little bit. Like, he's... I do like when he is fighting against the Jawas. Like it's kind of like an Indiana Jones type of feel to yeah. me a little bit. That whole, almost all of Episode Two is like an Indiana Jones yeah. feel. Um, and I and I like that the fact that like the Jawas are like a credible threat against them because you spend the whole first episode being like, "What a fucking badass!" Yeah, and then the. The fucking main things that are as foil in the second episode are, like, the things that you, like, shit all over <laughs> from the prequel. Yeah. Like, these little tiny fuckheads are, yeah. like, keeping you at bay. Right. And now you're, like, forced to go get their breakfast. <laughs> get that nasty, hairy egg. That then he also gets his ass whooped there, too, by this big yeah. space rhino. Oh, he gets killed there, almost. <laughs> but, yeah. I, uh, I, but I do like that... Uh, he is fallible in this, and he's not just this unstoppable monster yeah. Yeah. kind of a deal. Because um, that plays, I mean, down the line where he's he's not, like, invincible, so it was kind of cool. Yeah. And I think, like, doing these two episodes back-to-back was really good to try and give you a feel of what the whole show's like, because, like, I don't know, I, I like the whole, like, the whole show kind of plays it like a video game where, like, there's certain episodes where you're following the main story of him and Baby Yoda and, like, what this whole thing is going to be with, like, is he going to turn him into this guy or is he not going to? Yeah. And then there's some episodes where it's like, hey, man, I'm a bounty hunter. I got to... Make some put, money. Yeah, I got to make some money. So <laughs> then it's like, there's some episodes where it's like he just goes on, like, a random mission to make money as a bounty hunter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it kind of goes back and forth between those where it's like some episodes are, like, the main story and some episodes are, like, a side mission. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, it's kind of fun in that way where you don't feel like you have to com- completely follow a story over the span of this entire, like, series. It's like, there's some times where it's like, hey, I'm going to go ca- capture this prisoner, or these bounty hunters just jumped me, now i got to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Now, episode one kept me hooked when we saw You Know Who. Go ahead, I'm, guys. I'm... Vernon Herzig? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Old Vernon Herzig himself. Vernon Herzig. I did not know this guy was in here. I had I have no idea who he is. I don't know what he's about. Yeah. But when he talked, I was glued to the TV. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I could For not sure. like I almost wanted to rewind and listen to his dialogue again. 
Because I was like, is he really talking like that? That's his real voice. It's like, he's not voice. even putting on an act. He's just oh like, that's God. the way he talks. <laughs> One is... of my favorite Parks and Rec episodes is where <laughs> fucking Andy and, uh, fuck, what's her name? He's on Parks and Rec? There's one episode where he's on Parks and Rec where, uh, or like, uh, Andy and, god damn it, what's her name? April? April. Andy and April are trying to buy a house, and he <laughs> owns a house that used to be an old insane asylum, and he just keeps <laughs> describing, she was like, yes, there is a stairway that leads to nowhere. He's <laughs> 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 like... Like, just, like, he just keep, they just, like, make him just say dumb shit with his voice. Oh and it's, like, God. that's the whole scene. It was, like, like, I really would like to keep the house, but I'm planning on moving to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw the end of episode two when it finished that the preview screen for episode three had him on it. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. was, like, oh, sweet. We're yeah, going to see him Yeah, he comes again. back a few yeah, times. Yeah, because episode three is where, like, you figure out what he plans on doing with Baby Yoda. Nice. So it's like, yeah. So that's like, a, that's why I figured like one and two would be good because then you get to the kind of like the cliffhanger of like you want to know what happens to Baby Yoda, so they go back into like the main story. Okay. But then like the second episode's like this side story, kind of like what they do throughout the series. How many episodes in total for the Mandalorian? Ten, yeah, eight maybe, or ten. Maybe not even ten. Okay. But yeah. And it all takes place between Return of the Jedi and then yep. Episode yep. Seven. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it. I mean, it has no real anything against the plot of either one of them. It's yeah, just, it just yeah, happens you, kind of yeah. in the middle here. You don't somewhere. really. They, they don't really like kind of like give you the story of like this is why episode seven's like this. It's just you're following a guy that's kind of navigating through like a world where there's really no government because the empire's gone. Okay. And the rebel alliance is still kind of small, so they can't really like establish a congress to really keep things intact so it's like i almost kind of like it in that sense too where it was like maybe the empire should have stuck around because <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. shit's kind of fucked up right now where yeah. like no there's like real, there's not no real currency people are kind of doing willy-nilly to try and survive there's no real government to try and keep people in order it's like a wild west almost it yeah like makes yeah. it a good space western yeah yeah, it, it, so it's really cool in that sense. Yeah. Well, I'll say for, like, watching Rogue One, which everybody that listens to this podcast knows I hate it, <laughs> um, where that is kind of like all new characters, new new story. Yeah. Um, this is kind of along the same, even though it's yeah. a series. Yeah, I was really curious on what you would think about because, yeah, there's really no characters that you can connect to from the original Star Wars trilogy. No. So. What did this, you think of what did you think of the characters in this? I really like them. Really, they pulled me in right away. With uh, like with the, like I was saying, the humor, um, the story itself of the bounty hunter. Like I think that just intrigued me more yeah. than the story of Rogue One. Yeah, which couldn't even tell what it was because I hated it. Um, <laughs> but that story just pulled me in, and mm-hmm. it kept me all throughout Episode One. I said Episode Two lost a little bit of steam. When he started fighting that weird monster thing that it was holding that hairy egg, yeah, <laughs> that, that was that kind of pulled me in. Then they had the whole montage of them uh, fixing the ship. Yeah, that was kind of cool. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like the characters so far. Mm-hmm. Monopoly guy too. There, <laughs> uh, I have spoken. If you if you are to finish the rest of the series, um, it does have like a little bit of ebbs and flows, like. 
but I, I would say that I, on the whole, I like the series quite a bit. I, I was trying to go back and see what we graded it before, but yes, I... Yes, Preparation H does feel good. On, on the, the whole. whole. <laughs> but I, I can't find it where we graded it before. So you guys have already reviewed The Mandalorian? Yeah, yeah we've reviewed we, yeah, the whole we, thing. We did like a oh. side, yeah, we did like a side episode on it. But, no, it's, yeah, it's, I think it, it, it's fun for what it is, and I... Yeah, it. I love stories about Star Wars that don't focus on like the main plot of Star Wars because I just love stories that flush out this entire universe yeah. altogether. Yeah, like this is happening over here, and yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm falling too. Because I always say like when we see the weird characters in the main movies, yeah, I'm always like, oh, I'd like to know where they go after this. Yeah, <laughs> and this is kind of along those lines. You want to know if that guy's. Uh, what did he say? Evacuated and since the last, since before Life Day or whatever he was trying to say. No, I want to see a movie with that green floating head. Was it a frog? I think that was singing in Solo. Oh God! No. I, can, I can barely remember this fucking. Well, you keep bringing up this green floating head. Get with the program. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Listen to me, George. Okay. But no, I love these like side stories they do because when they do them, anytime like a semblance of the force is used, people what the fuck. Oh yeah. Because it's, it, we're so used to just like seeing like the force in all like these like Skywalker saga type things, so it's almost refreshing to go into a story where people are like, something was floating. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, it's yeah. got a wizard over here. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, because like I think. <sighs> Did you bring it up, or someone brought it up, where it was like, "How does Han Solo not know that the Force exists?" Mm. And then you're like, "Well, shit! Like, fucking no one knows the Force exists." Like they do, like when these are these side stories, and people are like really blown away by the fact that something happened they really can't explain, and it's like, yeah, it's like the Force is a very rare thing. Yeah, and it's just it's just a matter of whether or not you come in contact with someone that actually uses it. So, yeah, especially with, like, this, where, like, him and fucking Nick Nolte troll are like, so what the fuck was that? And he's like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would say I went in to The Mandalorian with really high hopes. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Because I have heard a lot about it. Yeah. Just because it's so new. Uh Uh-huh, And it was, like, the first Disney Plus thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like, I remember turning on Disney Plus the first day I had it, and there's The Mandalorian. Yeah, yep. yeah. And I was like, ooh, I finally get to watch it. So I was pretty excited going into it. Uh, lost a little bit of steam. Okay. Yeah, it didn't hold up yeah. to your to high, expectation. high expectation that I can I had. see that. Yeah. But the real that. question is, are you going to give it, like, a couple more episodes? So that goes into my grading. Are yeah. we grading this? Sure. Are we? Sure. Go okay, for it. Okay, all right. Yeah. So um, I said I'm just getting started. I could see myself. Absolutely, I'm gonna try again. Like I'm, right. I'm gonna go on episode three. Okay. Because I gotta see old Vernon Herzer, right? <laughs> so I'm gonna move Vernon, on. Vernon Herzer. Vernon Herzer. So I'm gonna go on episode three. Um, but I could see myself dropping if it gets just not to my liking. Okay. That's fair um, Episode two was close. There was that point where the the Jawas and. There was parts that I liked, but it just got real slow at some point. And like I said, maybe I was tired, went back to work this week, watched two hours and 40 minutes of Hamilton, (laughs) have two crazy kids. Maybe I was just tired. 
But episode two lost a little bit, but it gained it at the end. All right. So I'm going to go on, but I could see myself dropping if it gets too boring for okay. me. I'm trying to think what the next couple episodes are. Because there's one that it's, I think, like fairly early or maybe halfway through that it's not my favorite one. But I'm hoping it's not like one of the next ones. Is for that you. the one where they go to Tatooine? No. no. Nothing in Tatooine is fun. It's all boring. But I <laughs> I don't hate that one, though. Okay. There's one Remember, that... it, gets, it gets shit on a lot. Yeah, but... yeah it, not a lot happens in it, but I don't hate that one. The yeah. one I'm thinking about is, like, one where they go to, like, kind of like that jungle planet, and they meet, oh. like, the tribe of people. For whatever reason, that, like, I'm one I'm, I'm remembering yeah, I, don't I don't like so much. I hate that one. I thought, I thought it was kind of fun when they do the whole thing where they try and, like, trap... I don't know. Well, is Jar Jar well, in we'll... it? <laughs> Charger's not in it, oh. but uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave it up to you. Figure out maybe you can get back to us maybe next week if you if you uh, journey on any more through the Mandalorian. I will, but there... I don't need to finish this before the next. No, one, you right? don't. You can you go at your own pace. You can just kind of kind of give us yeah. Okay. There is an amazing episode that's one of my favorites that has Bill Burr in it. Oh really? Yeah. And he's an assassin. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like okay. he kind of teams up with a bunch of other bounty hunters to do like one particular thing. And Bill Burr's one of them. Okay. <laughs> yes. Do we see the man from Three South anymore? I'm, I'm gonna have to s- let you down hard yeah, here and no. say no. No. Well, now I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Bussain from from the notorious show Three South. The is only no other longer... thing he's ever been in Three South <laughs> is not. He's not in it. <laughs> I love. But that everyone, guy. check out Three South. You can probably check find out... it somewhere on, on YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Brian Posehn's personal website. He probably has that too. <laughs> so I gave this the first two episodes. I gave a B minus. Okay. Uh, it's definitely not bad at all. Yeah. It's not, in my opinion, great. It's uh, it's okay. Okay. Right. It's okay. All right. Good. That's... On the on the good side of okay. All right. See, I know what's coming, and I ended up liking this series quite a bit, and I'm stoked for um, uh, a season two, so I, I'm giving this an A. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm, yeah. I'm the same. They, okay. they set up, like, a, a big bad at the end of this season. Yeah. And it, it can bleed into season two. Oh, and yeah. It's, okay. Yep. It's intriguing. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm interested to carry on. There you go. All right. Good. But... So, now we're jumping back into the trilogies for episode 7, The Force Awakens. right. Hot Take Havens. I know Return of the Jedi has kind of a clear-cut ending, but what are you looking forward to for the next trilogy? I have no clue. (laughs) I have no clue. Like, I'm going into episode 7 not knowing... What to expect? Really, the empire because, is as you destroyed. Know, I didn't even know Darth Vader died. <laughs> oh yeah. Say what you will on Twitter. I'm not a phony. <laughs> but I had no idea. <laughs> I'm not a phony. But hey, you phony! <laughs> you big fat, <laughs> fat phony! <laughs> I had no idea. So, I really have no idea what to expect. So I'm going in with a totally clear mind. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm excited because they're brand new. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that part really intrigues me, that we're jumping to, like, within the last four years? When was... Four or five years. Yeah. 2015, maybe? I'm surprised that you... Like, so nothing from these this past trilogy is, like struck your zeitgeist at all because they were a really big deal when they first came out i'm telling you 100 percent truth i know nothing about these <laughs> next three movies not like, even any merch that's come out you, like, zero okay zero like none I, of like the new droids or anything before you guys called me onto this podcast i gave absolute zero shits about star wars <laughs> all right that's true fair enough okay. all i knew was from like Whatever I've picked up along my life from hearing Which is things. Very little. Yeah. I would ha- I'm amazed on how little you have just ancillary knowledge of this. That this is true. seemed like it should be public knowledge at this point. No. Nope. You do not care anything about whatsoever nope. and did not retain. Which you guys have flipped me because now I'm a fan. Good. All right. I'm I, a fan. I feel like so, we did something good, so, good here. So for these these new these new movies, what are you hoping to come back, or who are you hoping to come back? Well, I know you guys have told me they're not, but Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> God damn! It's not. Um, let, her, let, let her go. Let her I go. mean, <laughs> let the poison out. I mean, I'm a little upset that like a lot of my favorites are dead. Yeah, Jabba's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar's not coming back. All the J's. Hopefully uh, dead. All the J's. <laughs> um I I don't know. I, I do we like is there a Han Solo? I don't know. I can give you this. Nine Nub shows up. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm kinda looking forward to this. Nine Nub? <laughs> Doesn't he, Nine Nub shows up? I think in the in the last one he does. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, yes, he d- maybe he does. Shit. Yeah. Only because I know I that. I have not watched, so I have not watched the last, the, the last movie since again. Since the theaters? Since the theaters. I've rewatched that one recently because Chelsea hasn't seen it. But I haven't seen seven and eight in a long time. And I now going in with like catered expectations like yeah. i know what's coming I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see seven and eight actually again yeah i watched eight not that long ago and i i want to say maybe i didn't hate it as oh no, we'll figure it out <laughs> i want to <sighs> i just heard an um an awesome argument for both seven and eight yeah that might flip my opinions on them on a second well a multiple watch watch so i'm wow so i'll this is gonna see how it goes this might be a fun a fun finale to this star warranting yeah because yeah the the uh we'll get into all the history of it but the the last three movies are very conflicted with each other okay and very divisive in the community more so i think than the other ones yeah, Even like, there are, prequel? yeah, the prequels have mellowed out since yeah. the sequel trilogies come out. Yeah. Like, the newer... So, like, all the newer fans, such as yourself, they don't mind the prequels as much. Yeah. They've it, always existed since they've been alive. Yeah. And they're just like... And I feel like the, the prequels are something where you can take them or leave them, where everything everything that's been built beyond those are like... Well, I mean, if you want to if you wanna include the prequels, you can, but if you don't want to... They're not that important. You can leave them to the side. So yeah. no one really really stresses them. But when the fucking new 
the new trilogy came out, people are either really, really high on them or really fucking low on them. Yeah. Okay. And it's ju- just because the internet is out and is yeah, a thing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of strong and loud opinions. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and we'll get into all of them. So yeah, so I'm very in. curious on your whole take of of these of these newer ones. I I'm excited to watch them because they're new, um, and uh, I know nothing about them. Yeah, they look good. They yeah. do. That's what I like. <laughs> I, they look good. Like, yeah. Just looking they, at them, even on the Disney Plus like page. Yep. Yeah. They look new. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. Up, it's <laughs> updated CG. All like yeah. It, like as as new as you can possibly make them. And I know you like the Transformers and shit, so. <laughs> but I also like High Noon. Oh, oh speaking of that. God, that's coming up later coming this of, week. Off of a space western to a real western. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Well, I think that's uh, going to do it for The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll uh, check back in to see if you've dipped into more of yeah. it as we continue on with the sequel trilogy. Yeah. For Star Warrantine. For Star Warrantine. Uh, JT. Yeah. People want to talk their Star Warrantine with you. Where could they do so? Always. You can always find me at Bucky Phone on Twitter. Also, Bucky Phone on Instagram. Snapchat. Hot Take Havens. <laughs> well, if you want to yell at me, well, call me a well. phony, call me a fake. You can find me at Coach Havens on Twitter. You can find me at Troit the Max on Twitter as well as at Review Review Pod as well. Tweeting is a complicated business. <laughs> <laughs> While there, you can vote for the Tournament of Random Movies, which is still up and going strong. Rebel Without a Cause versus Die Hard 2. Die Harder. <laughs> The motherfuckers never in a plane, <laughs> even though the entire movie involves a conflict on a plane. Conflict. Uh, God, Werner could just say anything, and I would just eat it right up. Werner he does cameos. <laughs> he could cameo in Sesame Street for all I care. I would watch the shit out of it. C is for cookie. <laughs> if you guys want, you can pay for him to sing me happy birthday next year. Oh my god, is he on that app? I don't know. Oh my god, you have a cameo? <laughs> Let's see. Happy birthday. If he... Dear hot ticket. <laughs> <laughs> We need to find out, and if he costs a lot, we need to have a GoFundMe. We need a GoFundMe. Put on Cameo. <laughs> so we can say, have this guy sing Happy a Birthday. A GoFundMe to get Werner Herzog <laughs> to sing Happy Birthday to Hot Take Oh Havens. my god, I'll be 35 next year, make it happen, come on. <laughs> this is the fucking shit that we've deduced ourselves to. If we can't get him, we have to do Gilbert Gottfried. So it's oh, <laughs> oh man! And I know he's on the there. principal from Problem Child. <laughs> All of our episodes are uploaded onto every pa- podcasting platform there is out there. If you want to write into the show, you can do so at reviewreviewpod@gmail.com. Boys, Star Warrantine's still going hard. Three, at least three more episodes. At the very least. At the very at least. least. That's right. Before that. For some reason, <laughs> Hot Take Havens has decided to make us watch High Noon 
inspired choice. The I would 1952 say. classic. <laughs> it wanna, I don't. I want to know how your brain works, <laughs> so I can figure out what the fuck you're gonna make us watch for the next two weeks. Stay tuned. Oh my god! It's I'm threatened. I feel threatened. <laughs> I'm threatened. <laughs> You're like the guy from Costco on the fucking. <laughs> yeah. I feel threatened. Yeah. Did you watch that guy? <laughs> some old lady approaches some dude in a Costco not wearing a mask. I'm threatened. <laughs> I also saw the guy in Costco who just farted into the intercom. Now I saw that. That guy's awesome. <laughs> Look out for that. <laughs> Stay tuned. Hot take with hot the hot farts. Hot take Haven's gonna hot fart a fucking intercom at a Costco. God, that echo is amazing. He's a boss. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the show's broken down. I think the show's over, oh, so for Hot fuck. Take Havens. Uh, I've been Tour of the Mash Extreme. I'm JD3 Gang. And we are off. <laughs>